Hi, and welcome. You are listening to the Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories and lessons I've learned and I keep learning on my quest to live happier. This podcast is produced every week, and the show notes are found at live-happier.com backslash podcast, and this is episode 22 called A Ban on Unsolicited Advice. So let's get into the show. You're having issues with your relationship. You're frustrated. You don't know whether you should stay or go, and you just really want to vent. And tonight you're excited because you're finally going to be able to meet with a friend for drinks. You can cut loose, have fun, and vent some of your frustration. So you go to meet your friend. And halfway through your glass of wine and your vent, she starts sharing her story about her relationship or a past relationship that she feels is somewhat similar or offering you tips on what you should be doing. Worse yet, she starts telling you, well, at least you have a man. You know, as Brene Brown says, no loving statement ever starts with the term at least. You know, do you feel supported? No. Do you feel loved? No. Do you feel annoyed, insulted, or angry? Most likely. Are there times that we need advice? Yes. However, most of the time, we just need someone to listen. When we're coming to someone to vent, even if we know what we should do or what we want to do, we probably aren't quite ready to do it. Thus, why we are venting in the first place. But when someone says to us, here's what you should do, it immediately implies that whatever we are doing, we're handling it wrong. It immediately implies that we are doing it incorrectly. Unsolicited advice isn't support. Unsolicited advice is there to make the advice giver feel like they are helping. Unsolicited advice, 90% of the time, makes the person who's venting feel like crap. Unsolicited advice is a connection killer. It shifts the power and completely stops any chance of connection. Unsolicited advice might feel like it's coming from a a loving place of, I'm just trying to help, or I've been there, so I have some wisdom to share. True, the advice giver might have the best intentions, but when she shares her unsolicited advice, she isn't allowing you to have your own journey, to struggle with your unique relationship, to figure it out, to learn, to grow. Whether intended or not, she is telling you, I know better about your life and your story, and here's what you should do. So why do so many of us give unsolicited advice? And I do mean us, because we're all guilty of this one time or another. Even I, who pride myself on listening and do it for a living, I've fallen into this bad habit from time to time. Because it's easy. Because we do want to help. Because watching someone else struggle is hard and challenging, especially if we've been there before and we feel like we know the way out. But we know the way out for what worked with our life. We don't know the way out for them. So when you think about your own life in this great example, what was more helpful? The friend who hugged you and said, I love you, or the friend who said, hey, here's what you should do. Because we all get stuck. We all don't move through transition as fast as we want to or as fast as our friends want us to. And in those moments, it's the people who have said to me, I believe in you. You will get through this. And wow, that must really be frustrating that we're the most helpful. So what can we do about this epidemic that's killing relationships because we are not listening to each other? I ask you to join the unsolicited advice ban. First step is catch yourself as you give unsolicited advice. 
And at first you won't notice it until after the interaction. And then gradually you will start noticing it in the interaction. You'll start noticing how uncomfortable you get when someone starts talking about their pain. You'll start noticing that your mongers come up and tell you, I don't know what to say and what should I do? And so you start blurbing out advice because that fills the space, drops your anxiety and makes you feel more comfortable. But you eventually will catch yourself doing this. And whether you catch yourself before, during, or after the interaction, acknowledge it and own it. Apologize to the person you tried to fix. Simply say, I'm sorry, I want to help, and I realize that giving unsolicited advice might not be the best way. So I'm just going to listen until you ask me for advice. Asking for advice is very different than unsolicited advice. Asking for advice means I don't know what to do and I'm coming to you to find out. Unsolicited means I'm just throwing it out there because I'm uncomfortable with my own crap and I need to take care of you. So pay attention to how you feel when someone is sharing their venting with you, how you feel, that how you want to fix it. Notice that feeling and as often as possible, catch yourself and when you have to apologize, apologize and say, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get better about this. And you know, all you have to do is say, thank you for sharing. I'm really honored that you're sharing all this with me or, oh my gosh, that must be terrible to be stuck in this relationship where you don't know what to do or, wow, let's try to figure this out. Let's, let's really think this through together. So there are a lot of ways that we can interact with people other than just, huh, mm-hmm, yeah, listening. We can actively listen with people and mirror back what it is they say. I find that in my practice all the time that the number one way I help people is simply by being there to listen. So if we could listen to each other and get rid of my job, <laughs> that might be a little traumatizing, but that would be awesome because we would all be giving each other loving support instead of this unsolicited advice. So step two in the unsolicited advice ban is to speak up when someone gives you unsolicited advice. So similarly, at first you probably won't notice it until after the interaction because we're so used to someone giving us unsolicited advice. And then gradually you'll start noticing it in the interaction. You'll notice it in your body, how, how harsh it feels when someone says, here's what you should do. Well, you'll notice it as you're driving home thinking, wow, that was totally unfulfilling. All I did was hear about her crappy relationship. I didn't have any time to vent about my own. And when you figure it out that that person has put unsolicited advice on you, simply say to your friend as lovingly as possible, I really know you're trying to help and your heart is in the right place. And right now, I just need to vent. I just need you to listen. And when I'm ready for advice, I will ask for it. And that's key. You know, there's a lot that goes around like, oh, men, they only give advice. They don't listen. They only give unsolicited advice. And so if you're in a relationship with a man, this is going to be key that you're going to have to tell him, you know what, I just need you to listen, or I really need some advice. Can we brainstorm some solutions? And I do that with my husband all the time. I sit him down, I'm getting ready to vent, and I'll be like, okay, I really just need you to listen, or I need us to come up with a solution to this. And so then they can shut off the part of their brain that's constantly looking for a solution and just listen. So unsolicited advice isn't evil. It just isn't as helpful as we intend it to be. So together we can stop listen and love in a whole new way. Just listen, don't fix, don't give advice, and don't help by thinking you know better. Just listen, just support, just have empathy, just say, wow, that really sucks. 
thanks so much for sharing that with me. I'm honored that I'm someone you can trust to share it with me. I think listening and empathy are all key to living happier and building quality connected relationships. So I wish you good luck on your ban on unsolicited advice. I will be right there with you trying just as hard as you are. So now it's time for the segment of the show called the weekly ritual challenge. So one thing that's really helped me live happier is adding regular ritual practices to my daily life. So each week I share a ritual with you and challenge you to complete it. This week's challenge is to celebrate your wins daily. So every day I want you to pick three to five priorities for the day. Maybe they're making a home cooked meal or taking a walk or helping your kids with their homework. I know your day is filled with much more than these three things, but these are your priorities for the day. And then when you've successfully completed these priorities, celebrate them. Do a dance in the shower, jam to your favorite song in the car, give yourself a high five, because too often we don't acknowledge our wins. So this week, give yourself a little daily celebration. And that little daily celebration is twofold. One, it allows us to to win and celebrate, but two, it decreases anxiety when we're celebrating ourselves. So it's a great practice in giving ourselves a little self-compassion, bringing our intentions into awareness and our priorities as a top level thing that we're doing throughout the day, as well as just busting out some stress relief by celebrating. So that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Stories from a Quest to Live Happier podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email me, nancyjane at live-happier.com. So until next time, here's to living happier. Happier.